0: call
1: order.
0: Okay, welcome to the Queen Anne's County Commissioner's meeting. This is a public meeting that is being aired live on our local cable television station QAC TV7. These media broadcasts provide county citizens an opportunity to watch and review our scheduled public sessions. To comply with the governor's proclamation declaring a state of emergency in Maryland to minimize the person-to-person spread of COVID-19, we are providing remote options for citizens to watch and participate with the County Commissioner meetings. Citizens may watch our meetings live on our QAC website at www.qac.org/slash live or on QAC TV's television channel, Atlantic Broadband Channel 7 and High Definition Channel 507. Citizens may also participate by joining the live Zoom meeting by going to www.qac.org/slash public comment and may post comments to publiccomment.publiccomment@qac.org. at qac.org. We will accept comments up until the end of this this evening's meeting, and comments received will be read during the press and public comment period on this evening's agenda. To maintain public health protocols, seating will be limited to accommodate social distancing guidelines. If you have any respiratory symptoms such as fever, cough, and or shortness of breath, please refrain from attending the meeting and notify a health care provider. We acknowledge your participation, and by attending, you acknowledge that this session is both recorded and aired. The scheduled agenda is available on the information table just outside of our meeting room. Press and public comment will be taken and is limited to three three minutes per person. If you care to speak, you must sign the information table outside. Comments longer than three minutes can be submitted in writing for the commissioner's review. During the meeting, we would ask that you turn off all electronic devices and hold personal conversations outside of our meeting room. We will now stand to be led in the Pledge of Allegiance by Commission President Chris Corcorino.
2: I pledge allegiance to, to the flag, flag of the United States
3: of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation
2: under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Just a moment of silence for the people of India who are experiencing a surge in COVID infections and deaths. Thank you.
0: Okay, we just uh, had a closed session under section (coughs) 3-305B7 of the general provisions article to consult with council and sections 305B1 to discuss personnel and no decisions were made. So next we, uh, brings us to the approval of the agenda. Uh, The agenda for today's meeting, April 27th and the regular meeting minutes from your April 13th meeting and the April 7th budget work session were distributed for your review electronically. Do we have any additions and or corrections? I'd like to amend the agenda to add action item six. All I've right, got a motion to amend the agenda. in a second? Second. second. Okay, all those in favor? One place. correction, do you want to add information item five as well, commissioners?
3: Oh, sorry, yes, and informational item five. Okay. All right, we build that right into D- your motion. Did not look, yes, put that into my motion, uh,
4: yes. I'll revise my second. Second, all right, all in favor? <laughs> Aye. 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 All
2: right, motion carries.
4: Thank you, okay, Commissioner. A motion,
3: to, a motion to adopt the uh, agenda and minutes uh, with the amendments.
2: Second.
0: All those in favor? Aye. 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 All right, looks carries. All right, thank you. All right, that brings us to our first press and public comment period. So thank you for taking the time to express your views to the county commissioners during this public comment period. Comments are limited to three minutes per person. Comments longer than three minutes should be submitted in writing. Uh, when you come forward, please uh, speak clearly at the standing microphone. State your name, address, and topic of interest, keeping with the dignity of our office. We ask that all views be expressed in a respectful and civil manner. The commission respects your desire and right to convey your message freely. We ask a concert as a courtesy to the board and our citizens that you respect the commissioner's request and refrain from name-calling citizens and offering any critique. So um, anybody sign up?
5: Did you have any? All right, we just have one email tonight. All right. It's from uh, Patricia Fitchett. My name is Patricia Fitchett. My husband, John Fitchett, and I have contacted Queens County many times over the past several years, beginning prior to 2016. The subject being an issue with flooding from rain or storm runoff from the land behind our property, situated on 920 Monroe Manor Road, Stevensville, Maryland. I have also sent pictures and video of the flooding, which I can provide if needed. This flooding occurs on a regular basis. We had a major problem with runoff during the hurricane in August 2020. This caused us to incur major damage to our property and home. The water flowed from the farmland behind our house, mainly into our neighbor's backyard, and then onto our property. Their backyard then re- their backyard then resembled a large pond with the water flooding over our property, trying to get to the drainage ditches and the road. Water flooded our garage, crawl space, and in-ground pool. The ditches next to our house are supposed to take runoff to the street, but they cannot handle the, the flow of water. We would greatly appreciate anything the Queens County may be able to do to alleviate this problem. Respectfully, Pat Fitchett. And that concludes our
2: public comment on virtual. And just uh, So Pat, everybody else lives in Cloverfields who may not be aware, there is a, a virtual town hall tomorrow at 6 o'clock addressing the areas, issues of drainage in Cloverfields. So I urge you to watch that. If not, I think we'll have it Recast later on. You can watch again later. Okay. <clears throat> All
0: right. No other public comment, then. Okay. All right, commissioners. We can go into our uh, new business for this evening. If you want to turn to uh, tab number three, we have uh, six items, I believe. And the first one um, on page one, action item one, page one, is the circuit courthouse site work completion of the uh, outs- out. Exterior Landscaping and Site Hardscaping. And we have uh, Chief Engineer Lee Edgar here from uh, Department of Public Works. So he can, uh, do you wanna get a motion on this to start? Or do you wanna? To- I, I move to reject the bids on the circuit courthouse site work completion contract and
3: instructed the budget authority to remain through next year and Director of Public Works re-advertise in early 2022.
6: Second. second. All right, got a motion second. Discussion. All right, good evening, commissioners. Uh, as indicated in the memo, generally when we do not receive uh, three bids, our recommendation to you is to reject those bids and try again later. Uh, certainly that is a proposed motion here. Uh, one other potential motion or consideration uh, would be potentially awarding the job because there was one bid. Um, to be clear, we did uh, we had an architect prepare plans for this, a pretty tight spec detailing our expectations. Uh, so that was one of the things that contributed to the prices. Uh, we had proactively reached out to several local contractors that we know when the invitation to bid went out, notifying them of the work and encouraging them to come to the pre-bid and submit a bid. Uh, there were several contractors then that did attend the pre-bid meeting and uh, some had proposed some questions during the process. At the end of the day, there was just one bid. So we did reach out to the other contractors and say, what what happened here? Uh, is there a particular reason why you didn't submit a bid. The general response was one of We are just very, very busy. Uh, this is a tight spec on what you're looking for. And it just, if, if timing was different, we, we might bid, but that's why we didn't. Uh, the one contractor that did submit a bid, uh, we spoke with him at length at the time of his bid. Uh, he is a qualified local vendor from uh, based out of uh, Graysonville and uh, he'd indicated as a general contractor, he generally does most of his work is across the bridge. In this case, he was induced to submit because it was his own circuit courthouse, and so he he also had a window of time. Uh, We went over with him some of where he felt the costs were and such and done a little bit more work. Without having additional prices, it's difficult to say whether or not the bid that was received is indeed competitive. However, upon checking his references and going through the work, uh, if you decide to award the job, I think there is a good sound basis to award it from the standpoint that it is a local vendor who bid by the spec. And uh, it is a busy time. If we rebid it, probably next year, it's anyone's guess. We could get a lower price. We could get a higher price. So that's where we're at. Happy to answer any questions uh, regarding the scope of work or anything else regarding the procurement itself <sighs> they're rolling dice anybody got I, any
1: questions i would be inclined to move ahead because i think things are going to get more lumber when i talked to you last it's <coughs> gone from 400 to 950 then it was a 1020 and now it's gone from 400 to 1340 per thousand so i mean i Maybe in a year, three years—I don't know. I'd be asked. You're in the construction business.
7: Well, yeah, but yeah. you know, I guess uh, our—I think our responsibility is to be stewards of the money, and, a, and yeah. a, I'm not saying by voting for them it, we wouldn't be, but yeah. we have nothing to gauge it against. Right. So we don't know if we're, you know, sure. right, wrong, or indifferent. Yeah. So if it goes up by ten or fifteen thousand dollars, and we have seven different bids, I, I'm comfortable with that. I just, you know, we don't know. I mean yeah I, I i guess i could look we could hold off and let me look through the plans and i can tell you if i think it's a good number but <laughs> but uh you know i mean it's sidewalk work so and some landscaping but other than that yeah i i, I gotta say
3: i think is as, as a as as a process we've always held to keep an, right. a minimum of two yeah preferably three so mm-hmm. i think it's, it's tough to I, go with a single
0: bidder because no. As yeah, like Jim said, a, there's no way to get it. a bit unique it. in that we have a lot of landscape contractors and people that can do this work. Non-people were, you know, interested initially. It's not like it's a, a, a limited rare type of uh, procurement that would only get one or two bids. Yeah. So it's.
1: That wasn't a recommendation. It was just a reflection. No, no, no. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. And,
3: I, and I take it, yeah, because you're right, because we are rolling the dice on any right. construction project right now. Is to You know, we're playing the stock market, honestly. It, you know, it could go down. Who knows? <laughs>
6: I'm hoping it goes down. I think a lot of people are. One other thing unique to this particular job is that it was a bit of a gray area where due to the installation of some deep dry wells and such that the scope of this work tended to exceed what most of the landscapers would do. It was more advanced than their typical job. Not that they couldn't, but it was more complicated than usual while yet from a overall job standpoint from the general contractors it's Kind of too small and simple for the big guys as well so it is a odd project it's a tweener it, it's an in-betweener <laughs> all right well we have a motion to reject the bid on the circuit
2: courthouse Con- and, and can i recommend before go we
3: go into it, just maybe to bring this back around in the uh late fall early winter time for a rebid just because at that time of the year that's a lot of times when your mm-hmm. landscapers and all are Looking to get a backlog to go into the next spring. So that may be the right time to get that thing back out on the street, maybe get more Absolutely.
4: interest. Absolutely. they'd slow down right. for them and.
3: Right. Mm-hmm.
2: So, so noted. Sorry. All right. So we have a motion to reject the bids on the circuit court house site work completion contract and instruct the budget authority to remain through next year and the director of public works to re advertise and we've actually, you wanna re advertise in early or in late 2001 mm-hmm. is what you're saying, right? Yeah, 21 yeah. All those in favor? Aye. Aye, Opposed.
7: Motion carries.: Now I got questions for you. Yes, so sir. that's taken care of. So can you give us a little bit of update on the old courthouse? I mean, I was a, a, a contractor reached out to me about the roof, and I didn't know we were even entertaining thoughts of doing the roof. I know that the, the cornice work was going to get done. Can you just I mean, I know the so the public knows this also that you know the, the building was going to be repainted, they started power washing, and everybody liked the whitewashed look and everything stopped can you just give us a brief here's what's going on and this is what it's going to happen
6: Oh no, absolutely and, and there was a good summary there as you know we did have the painting contract out there the contractor mismatched that it caused him to have to remove some of the paint and in removing the paint it gave us the opportunity to view the courthouse in the way that it hasn't been viewed in many generations uh, folks like the looks so we stopped we looked at exploring options we brought on board a couple architects who who uh greg torchio who has uh, significant experience uh, over the years with the building as well as barton ross who specializes in historical structures we've conferred with them and looked for in order to avoid even though we had a really solid spec uh, this is our grand old lady and so as to avoid any other mistakes in the future we have been looking very specifically for very qualified contractors who specialize in historical restorations because now the scope of the work has changed from just painting now to removing more paint to achieve a more uniform look while at the same time preserving the the envelope of the building looking at uh, repointing ensuring that the brick is adequate we did bring in a specialist uh from uh, virginia who has done a lot of work in with masonry he's a uh he uh, raymond kennedy he came out did an assessment of the building more or less determined that it is in excellent structural condition including the brick that more or less gave us the go ahead to understand that we can take the paint off we can leave it bare, and the building will be fine so We did that assessment, we also have a contract with a uh, woman who's analyzing the paint samples. Before we remove the paint, this is our last opportunity in cases where the paint wasn't removed, taking these samples, she is able to do a a micro-analysis right down to, she'll be able to determine within a decade the various layers of paint. that were applied and lime wash, uh, because once we strip the paint, that will be forever lost to history. So we're taking our time and taking the right steps with the building. Uh, presently, we've identified some contractors that we are reaching out to uh, and have tentatively scheduled to begin in, in May and June for doing repairs to all of the, the wood trim, which in some cases is going to require custom fabrication of uh, wood, which is appropriate, hardwoods that are proper for the building and are going to last a long time as well as application of of paints which will uh, work for a long time uh, discussion about the roof came up with as we repair this trim there are some areas where the wood trim had deteriorated due to the intrusion of water we really can't repair that drip edge without getting into some of the lower shingles the roof on that building is about right at its life expectancy so now would be an appropriate time to look at replacing the roof we haven't made decisions on that but we have put out some tentative asks for rough orders of magnitude for different options slate synthetic slate cedar shingles and asphalt shingles just to get some rough issue, uh, ideas of pricing put on there right now those are asphalt, asphalt shingles yep and it was slate before that but that's that's very costly and it's a lot of weight on the building so that's likely not something we're going to be looking at but we put out some masks for some order of magnitude so that we can decide with our architects what spec we'll put together for replacing the roof on the building and then eventually put that out to bid so we, we don't have any bids out for that yet but the work will be commencing some of the samples and everything that we've been doing has been in the last several weeks work could begin as early as may and we'll take uh we'll take several months uh just the wood repair itself is probably going to be a two to three month process another contractor removing the uh the more of the paint that's going to take some time as we can't remove too much it, it needs to be uniform all the way around so that, that is where we're at with the building and uh, of so course how,
7: how does the contract for the, the woodworking is that something that'll come in front of us or is that something you guys are just going to do in-house would it...
6: uh, That was something we we're going to do in-house with the understanding that, that you wanted it done in a reasonable time frame and more critically that it's done by qualified vendors who aren't going to screw it up and we, we would be soliciting prices from a few vendors okay great unless There's you a... want to see it again No. Good, Thank you. Appreciate the
1: update. I'd say that's a very commendable, uh, commendable <laughs> thoroughness, sir. You've done well, really, you. really.
6: Yeah. Well, much appreciated. And if you have any more questions or need anything, uh, you know where to find us. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Lee. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Have a good evening. All right. Thanks, Lee.
0: <laughs> All right, commissioners, moving on. Item two on page four is a memorandum here from uh, Donna Landis Smith, and this is. Um, a recommendation from her local agricultural advisory board to adopt stricter standards, monetary standards for the rural legacy easement valuation system to reserve a lot on these properties that go through the mouth program. So it is a pretty significant increase, but it is recommended by their board. So Did yeah, I get a motion on that? It's uh, tab three, item two. Uh, yeah, you gotcha. You gotcha.
4: Get a motion on that? I move to approve the proposed lot deductions of five times the baseline value per non-subdividable lots and eight times the baseline value per subdu- subdividable lot on a roll legacy easement. Second. Got a motion to second. Any discussion? Yeah. Is Donna she, here. She, yeah, she not here? I, She's
7: I, not
0: I, I'm just confused by what's... Hold oh, on.
7: Yeah. Okay. I want to understand a little bit. Is she saying that it's going to cost more to put it into... Preservation because they're Uh, going
0: to basically they if you want to reserve a lot for a future uh, uh, child or for another house on one of these areas uh, currently uh, the value is deducted from the easement that you you get back so it's like eight hundred and ninety dollars per per acre this would increase that amount for a uh, per lot for a a subdividable lot which means you could cut that off uh, in the future at some point in time or not. So a subdividable lot would go to $25,888 as, as a deduction. A non-subdividable lot would be sixteen. dollars Is that per acre? Per, per lot. Per that's, lot. That's per so, lot. But you that's don't know how big the lot is, I guess. Well, the lots would be anywhere from uh, one to two acres max. The, the, the highest end um, size would be two acres. That's part of the part of the calculation. Yeah.
7: And but if, I guess, so, so who is, who's benefiting here? Somebody else benefits. There's money. So well, I mean, are they is the the rural legacy that is it the those that grant the money? Is it is it the, those that own the property? I mean I'm I, it Exactly. Provides, it
0: provides a mechanism for them to reserve a, a lot for a, a, a child or a, a future sale, but it reduces the amount of money they get back as part of the easement.
1: It saves right. money yeah. from the government because Okay.
0: So yeah, that's yeah. what I mean.
7: So, right. so if they if they want to so before what was the, what was the fees before 8 uh,
0: 809.
7: 890 <laughs> yeah so it was just a flat fee yeah. and now they're saying if you've got different if you got multiple lots you can get up to over 25,000 so per, getting per somebody lot. was getting $400,000 for their to put their farm into now, if they want that one lot that's subdividable, that they're going to deduct twenty-five thousand versus eight hundred. It's, it's eight
3: thousand ninety per acre, Jim. Is what it was. So per it's eight hundred ninety, and then it's ten percent. If you read, it, it's ten percent of that is right.
7: was the fee. Yeah. Uh, and who's <laughs> who's requesting this? I mean, it's. I know it's rural legacy, but I mean, is this something that we have to do? Or is this something that? They're just recommending.
0: That is something that um, that w- they would like us to confirm. The local authority must approve that. That would be the Board of Commissioners. If is this time sensitive, hey,
3: Todd? It is not. Come in and I mean, if, can, if can we, we, we get down to come in, yeah, please? Yeah, we can, we can table this. Just to, yeah. Because it yeah. I'm looking at that formula, that looks almost like calculus and scary.
7: I mean, how they're going to come it, up it, it with It is, all is all somewhat stuff. confusing,
2: yes. Yeah, I, let, I let's table this. Okay. Yeah,
7: I mean, just so she can come in and bring us an example of what would happen right now if I had a two-acre lot and what would happen if this is approved, Right. Sort 10 of, years from now, or whatever. Yeah. Never do that, yeah.
0: That's all. Okay. Typically, I know that she said that it's generally just for one one lot they want to reserve for a, an, an additional tenant house or uh, somebody in the family they want to potentially build a house in the future on a on
7: foot. Yeah, I guess, yeah. but when that's, you bump it eight times, yeah. 10 times, really? 10 times, excuse ten me. Times. Yeah, yeah, times. I know. Yeah, so that's that, significant. It's that kind of healthy, and that to me is, oh. is somebody who wants to be a deterrent from having a, a lot, a buildable lot. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to make sure that. I'd like to see what some Our family think about that. Well, yeah. she
0: she indicated I asked her those same questions of why why eight why five and she said they compared their land values to other counties other jurisdictions and that's where they their board felt they were at that okay. reasonable level. So, but she can certainly explain that and she's done her, okay. her homework. So I'll have her come in at the Perfect. next meeting. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Me All good. So we'll table that one. Table. it, Yep. Okay. Uh, Next item is item number three on uh, page 14, and this is a rather thick item here, and this is uh, from uh, the Upper Shore Workforce Innovation and Opportunity uh, Group, and this is the operational plan that they produce for every several years. This is for 2020-2024, and this also requires the uh, local chief elected official to sign off on this plan and they would be happy to come in and do a presentation if you like as well where <laughs> we can um. i move to
3: sign the upper shore workforce innovation and opportunity act combines combined plan for 2020 to 2024. second got a motion
2: a second any discussion all those in favor aye aye any opposed
0: five zero motion carries okay, thank you commissioners item number four is from um Washington, and this involves the uh, Kennard uh, Historic School over there, some repair work, a funding request from him, and they have a, um, a drainage problem around the building, and we did actually, uh, Public Works staff did look at this. They definitely have some drainage issues around the perimeter. This particular contract is for installation of an interior uh, dewatering system, so our um, Public Works folks are looking at this, so I think they want to they want some assistance in, in getting this um this remediation completed.
2: Sorry, but this
0: motion here is for yeah. seven
2: thousand. They need more than that.
0: Right. They need seven thousand is the grant they are seven thousand what we did already. Right. Yeah. They need seventeen thousand. Yeah they need well I would suggest that we um, allow Public Works to continue their research because they got some ideas on the perimeter because the water's getting in from the outside, know right. the downspouts or the drainage and I have not, they have not completed their analysis. I have spoken to, to Clay about this myself so I think he's fine with that so I think if we want to support them we can certainly do that with the interior work but we may need to do some exterior work as well out here uh, at the uh, school. What are,
4: what's Yeah but it,
0: there's, it,
4: your, in, in discussing this with him on the phone he, there were concerns about mold Mm-hmm. And, and, and all the work that's been done inside and the, the museum yeah. displays that they have there and the possibility of them being uh, affected by the moisture levels in the building, there seems to be a sense of urgency on his part. So, I mean, if we're going to turn DPW onto this, and it just seems to me that there's a, a time-sensitive issue here when you, yes. when you start factoring in mold. I, I don't disagree, but I think that
3: um, we should have DPW look at it. If we're going to deal with the outside, we should look at it and at least get it make sure we informed. Fix it. Well, and I agree. I, and make, I, I and make agree, sure that the yeah. work that's being done is actually going to work on both sides. Right. I'm, um, I'm, not, before I'm, we
4: I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying from a, from a time-sensitive standpoint, how quick can DPW get on it, make the recommendations, and, and, and start working towards um, you know, f- fixing the problem because mold isn't going to sit and wait for us.
0: Well, I, I was over there myself and there is there is some uh, some mold and some things in the basement that probably need to be removed right away. Um, like I said this this particular proposal is for interior work to get water out but and, and this may be a part of the solution but we still have to work around the outside to make sure the water doesn't get back in get back right. In. right. That's, that's, so then
7: why don't we why don't we table this till DPW comes back and tells us okay. what it's going to cost and, and how it's going to get fixed. We certainly can do is that, that is that your plan your yeah. DPW is just going to basically act as a general and see what what the issue is and how to rectify it, and then yep, we can vote right, on yeah.
3: it. And, and mitigate the mold now. I mean, you can right. mitigate the mold with uh, bleach or whatever to yeah. stop the mold. I growth. think that the urgency we address came, it without
2: it creeping yeah. into becoming a right. bigger right. issue.
3: Right, right. Okay. Address the mold now, and then look yep. at the bigger plan. Kind of like what we did with the, uh, I guess, Terrapin or wherever it was, Riverview,
0: Riverside, where, Riverside. We, had Riverside, where we had the issues there.
1: Gee, we'll
0: pay for it. Okay. all right all right thank you commissioners item five um, is the uh, FY22 proposed county commissioner's budget and the citizen's letter so that is in your book there so that's just basically this is the letter that we would mail out to all of the county residents along with the summary budget that we have uh, concluded over this these past several weeks so can I get a motion on that
3: I move to approve the FY22 2022 proposed county commissioner's budget and the FY2022
7: letter to be mailed to the Queen Anne's County citizens. Second. Motion is second. In discussion?
0: I thought we know we did that after we did our hearings
7: and we we did a final approval of the
0: budget. We, we adopt the budget at the conclusion of the hearings. This this is our county commissioner's proposed budget. Goes to the okay, citizens. So we'll we have the hearings and we have one final work session after our budget. After the session. hearings. After but the we hearings.
7: Don't, we'll we not. don't
1: write twice. We just.
2: Right.
7: Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Alright. So, Very good. Alright. All right, uh, we've got a motion in a second. All those in favor? Aye.
0: All right, any opposed? Five zero. motion carries. All right, thank you, commissioners. Uh, item six is our desk item for this evening. Uh, action item, uh, letter to MDTA. This is a repeat. Uh, we sent a letter, if you recall, to MDTA um, um, endorsing the Across the Bay 10K race for Ironman. <laughs> Ironman has since pulled out, and they asked us for a more generic letter. We are working with uh, a new uh, organizer to uh, pick that up So this is just a a similar letter to uh, support that effort.
3: I move to sign the revised 10-K Chesapeake Bay Bridge run letter to the Maryland Transportation Authority. Second. Got a motion to second. Any discussion?
7: The Ironman is gone for good from here on out, or is it just one year?
0: Just they didn't, uh, they did not want to participate and organize the race this particular year. They had too many other things in their portfolio, and their corporate office said they wanted to um, scale back walk it. away from this particular event. Because mm-hmm. it, is, it, is, it is intensive from a logistical standpoint. Mm-hmm. But we do have another local group from uh, um, Maryland that is looking at it very seriously, and I think we'll be able to work something out with them as well okay. for this year. Still the October time frame? Yeah, same date. I mean, it was, it was curious because I mean, Iron Man went through all the hoops to get the date yeah. and working with MDTA and the, and the bridge administrator. Yeah. So. And then, then walk kind of surprised they pulled out at, at that last minute. Mm-hmm. But good news is we have somebody else on board, we, we believe. All right, so we
2: have a motion to sign the revised 10K Chesapeake Bay Bridge Run letter to the MD, MTA, and it's been seconded. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed?
0: Five zero. 0. Motion carries. Okay, that's all of our action items for this evening. We have some presentations. Um, we want to do the presentations next? Yep. yep. Okay. Next up we have our librarian I believe is here, yeah, Janet Salazar, come on in Janet. How you doing? Hello. I'm I am great, good to see you. And we've got a presentation up on our new lovely screens. so we can all see those, so tab six. Yep. Uh, yes, tab, um, tab six as well is the presentation in your books as well, item one and tab six.
8: Good evening, commissioners. I am Janet Salazar. I'm the director for the Queen Anne's County Library and I appreciate your time tonight. I'm just gonna do a real quick update on the library, our Dolly Parton Imagination Library and the actual expansion project though. So hopefully I can get this to work. Usually this doesn't do it very well for me, so oh yay. Um, during the pandemic, as you know, the library had to close for a while, but in June we reopened and when we did, We instituted a few new services. Our Library Express contactless pickup, which we are still doing today, allows people to just pick their stuff up from outside and they don't have to come in and talk to us or talk to anybody else. We also instituted in September library by appointment to keep our community and our staff safe. I'm happy to say that we're open all of our regular hours now. We have no capacity limit, so you can come in and browse and use computers as you normally would in the library. We also revised our library app, which allows you to schedule your pickup time for your your items that you're gonna come and pick up from the curbside. It also allows you to check out items without having to actually go to a person to do so. So if you come in the library and you find something that you like, you can just take a picture of the barcode from your phone and it checks it out to your library card, which we're very excited about. So that is our um, mobile checkout, and we're very happy that it's working as well as it is. We also just launched a library podcast called um, Searching the Catalog. So if you look on Spotify, you will find our new podcast. During this time, we also implemented our lendable technology service. This was something we were already talking about before the pandemic hit, and this just kind of moved up our timeline. So we currently are loaning out 20 mobile hotspots and eight laptops to our community to help them work from home and to learn from home. And they're always out always, always, always out, and we're hoping for more in FY22. We also had to pivot from in-person programs to virtual programs, and we have provided 272 programs to about 5,000 people throughout the county during this year. And during FY20, we did circulate about 350,000 items About 60,000 of those are digital. We did notice that we had a 33% increase in our digital circulation this year, obviously, because nobody was actually coming into the library very much. The Dolly Parton Imagination Library continues to be a very successful program with the support of the commissioners, and we do appreciate your support of that program. Also, our partners, the Judy Center, the Queen Anne's County Family Center, and Healthy Families have helped us currently enroll 793 children. We have graduated 1,074 children, and since the library started taking over the program in 2018, 34,986 books have been mailed to children in Queen Anne's County, so it's very, very successful. And we hope for continued support from the commissioners this year. Our Kent Allen expansion project, I think is going about as well as can be expected. Um, Phase one construction was started in September and it's supposed to go to about July but I know that that's a very fluid timeline and it will probably get pushed back a little bit but that was our original thought and that phase 2 would go from September to January with a kind of having a grand opening in January of 2022. I feel that's probably going to get pushed about a month or so but I think we're still doing okay.
4: Is that just due to weather?
8: That is due to right getting there. materials. Oh, okay. Like, this morning I heard there's something stuck in a port in Spain, been there a month. (laughs) I'm like, well, okay, so we're having those kinds of issues, and some of it is the weather, but most of it, I think, is just getting the supplies. Um, Phase one is actually building the expansion, and as you can see, these are photos that have been taken recently, but if you have been by the branch at all this week, you will see that, though you can't even see that anymore, it's all blue, and it actually looks like walls, and I'm very excited because I can look at the the building now and go, oh, that's where our new entrance is gonna be. That's where our story time room is gonna be and I can see it coming to life and it's for me, very exciting, so I'm I'm very happy with what we're seeing. Um, Our furniture and shelving has been started. It's supposed to be delivered in July, but again, I feel it's probably gonna get pushed back to like August and we're supposed to move all branch operations into the new portion probably September, October now. while we renovate the old building. So that's what phase two is. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. There we go. Phase two, the this thing, is renovating the existing building. In there you can, this is our uh, working floor plan. You can see that we still have our original meeting room there on the far left. That is being renovated and then we're going to be adding a very large meeting room there that can be split into two different ones. So increased meeting rooms was one of the big things we heard that we needed and we are meeting that need. We're also gonna have a dedicated makerspace area that can also be a classroom. So we'll have a couple of classrooms in the new part. And again, we're anticipating being open January 2022, but it may be you know, a, a month out from that. Part of our construction everything is our capital campaign, which we launched in December and our silent phase ran through March of 2021. We went public with our public phase on April 1st. Um, That's a buy a brick, so if you haven't heard about it, you can buy a brick for the library and have it put something on it and it will go into um, part of the walkway in front of the building. If somebody wants
2: to buy a brick, what's the people who are watching, all eight of our viewers, uh, (laughs) how much is a brick?
8: Um, a 4 by 8 brick is $100 and an 8 by 8 brick is $250 so it's very reasonable and we've had very good response to our bricks so far. We've sold 92 bricks. We have some people who have bought multiple ones for their grandkids or their kids and just you know people that they know and in memoriam of other people and as of yesterday we have. Um, collected $191,400 in donations from 127 donors, and we have pledges of $50,000 more currently, so we're, I think, well on our way to making our goal for our capital campaign, but we can always use more help, so please spread the word if you would. You can find um, all the details about our capital campaign on our website at qaclibrary.org backslash capital campaign. And that was a real quick, because I talk quick, Um, update of our current library operations and I'm happy to answer any questions you may have and I appreciate your time today.
7: Whatever happened about the green lettering? The
8: green lettering. Green lettering. Um, Well I think you'll probably see that it's probably still there just very much smaller. I do believe that green kind of brings in the outdoorsy aspect of what we're trying to keep very Open an airy feel to the library, but the letters have shrunk and have come more into conforming to what the actual code is. So, um,
7: hard to believe there's that's, a, that's a the only thing people talk about. Why are they putting green lettering on the big green lettering on a building? You know, so that was that's the only thing I've ever heard about it. it so. It's
8: more lighting than it is green, but yeah.
4: Oh. Okay. Outstanding.
8: Thank You're you. Good. Well, I appreciate your time tonight, and I thank hope you. to see you around the library. Thank you, Janet, thank you for the report.
0: Yep, Yep. thank you, Janet, thank, thank you very much. Thank Good you. to see you as always. And if you wanna do any kind of outreach or press releases on your uh, BRIC program, we can certainly help you with that, Oh, great. if you'd cool. like to do I that, yeah. Mm-hmm? Okay, great. All right, commissioners. Uh, our next presenter is the um, world famous Bruce Bruce Berriano, our Queen Anne's County <laughs> lobbyist, here to give us the uh, legislative update on the this year's uh, 2021 session. So, Bruce, the floor is yours.
9: Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Um, it's a real pleasure to see you all uh, uh, in person. And uh, before I get started. Uh, you know, once again, I want to say with, with the fullest sincerity and, and, and honesty that I, I love working for Queen Anne's County. I really do. I enjoy it very much. You all keep me on my toes, which I like, and, uh, but I really I'm, feel very honored and uh, um, I'd like to go over some items and, of course, we'll answer any questions you want. You can interrupt me as we're going along or wait to the end, but, uh, uh, you know, bottom line, it was a very busy session uh for the county uh during during the session it obviously as you've read yourself was a highly unusual session it was it was all virtual uh in terms of testifying in the hearings and things of that nature i did um, have opportunities to uh, meet uh, with legislators face to face off campus you know at, at restaurants either for breakfast or or in the evenings and uh, I think you all know, as public officials, there's just no substitute from that uh, interaction and, 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 and dialogue. But uh, um, uh, hope- hopefully each of you received, you know, and I sent it again. Uh, what I do is during the session, I, uh, I keep a tracking record of, of, of the bills and, of course, add on things that, that you bring to my you know attention as well. Um, um, First, let me just uh, address the local bills, if I may. Um, uh, on the local bill front, the, um, uh, uh, all, the, all, all of the local bills um, that were introduced were enacted, but two. The only two that were, uh, excuse me, three, three, excuse me, the only ones that were not enacted uh, were um, the Sunday hunting bill, which I know was of real uh, interest and concern. Uh, I, I remember being here when it was discussed uh, before it went in. Um, it uh, passed the House. Uh, the bill had a hearing in the in the Senate that is a Senate bill. Uh, and um, there were several other counties that also had Sunday hunting bills. They all were defeated because the chairman of the uh, committee, uh, the EHEA committee, the Environment, Health and Education committee, uh, Senator Pinsky, and I said, don't say this disrespectfully or what have you, but uh, he made it very clear during the hearings and, uh, and other occasions that uh, he is very much against Sunday hunting. And uh, we tried very hard to get the bill out of committee, uh, could not do that. Uh, your state senator, uh, Steve Hershey, was very active in that regard. Uh, There were several others uh, uh, as well. I think one in, don't hold me to, I think Cecil County and one other county, but there were three Sunday hunting bills and they all were- So it never even got a vote in the Senate? It never got a vote in the Senate committee or, and obviously not on the floor. Hmm. Came out of the house without any difficulty whatsoever. It was a local bill. So regretfully, local courtesy was just ignored uh, on this issue. and uh there were two other counties that similarly uh had that as well and uh the effort was very strongly made uh but uh i know uh um uh i know senator hershey and i and i uh spoke to the presiding officer just couldn't get it lodged uh couldn't get it uh moved so that one did did not pass i am not trying to get ahead of myself but i i really urge that uh, you you pursue that next year if that's your prerogative uh um, in, in that regard, and maybe try another method of, uh, of, do, of of doing it. I'll try and come back to you with some recommendations um, uh, in that regard. Uh, similarly, uh, the same chairman uh, withheld the um, uh, Ken Allen Drawbridge uh, Fishing Prohibition Bill. Mm. Uh, 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 and then the third bill that was only introduced in the House uh, had a hearing and just never came up for a vote was the uh, the bill concerning the uh, uh, the Bay Bridge uh, and uh, and traffic and and someone um, um, being on the bridge uh, and the uh, stiffer penalties yeah yeah that that had a hearing uh, and was never voted on, uh, in the in the in the committee other than that, all the other local bills, the... Bruce, uh, 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 what was the feedback on
3: the, in, in the prohibition on the Kent Island fishing? I'm sorry, what? What, what, was, I mean, what was the uh, feedback of, as to why they wouldn't move forward
9: the prohibition on the i I couldn't get a straight answer. I mean, I was told there was no problems with it. Uh, 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 the legislators were told that. Uh, just um, uh, the chairman of the committee, Senator Pinsky... Uh, and I'm just giving you a fact. I'm not trying to right. you know, blame right. someone else. I'm just, uh, I just wouldn't move it at all.
3: Uh, well, maybe we need to bring the good senator down here and put him under the bridge there and let him know, see mean, how I dangerous it is. I mean,
9: I didn't understand that at all. I mean, I mean it's
3: yeah, it's, it's it's. I mean, it's a life safety factor. Yeah. We're, we're not looking yeah. at it as if we're just trying to not let people fish
9: under there. It's, you know, yeah, it's dangerous. I, mean, I made the, I made the argument. All right, you know we can't convince you I can't move you on the hunting bill and the other you know, counties this is you know uh, the upsetting thing is that you know, these are purely local courtesy right. and uh, right yeah and not that you can do anything you want local courtesy but these are normal regular local courtesy the, these bills are not substantively out of the the realm of of you know normal local governance uh, uh, issues and matters uh, but uh, um, it was not without fully trying. It was a uh, no, right uh, right. argument. And, and again, not making an excuse or anything like that, but the inability to uh, you know, interact face-to-face in person uh, has its limitations as well. It, I you, think you that's really probably
4: can. the case, Bruce, on a lot of pieces of legislation that didn't come out of committee is the lack of the ability to testify. You know? Yeah, well that- Passionately testify
9: it, on, yeah. on
4: these pieces of legislation.
9: No, no, no question. Yeah. It was right. certainly
4: a challenge for you and and our thirty sixth district delegation. Yeah. And I know that those gentlemen did the best that they could to try to, but they were
9: working with their hands. They really did. I, uh, I mean, I testified about a dozen times during the, the the session, you know, on on various clients and what have you. I don't think I, you know, was bombed out or anything. But I was not happy with any of my testimony because. I, I'm just talking to a screen, and I just couldn't really get a sense of you know, like I'm doing now, with the faces and the the bodies, and and just uh, so it, it really does. And then the other thing, I'm I'm much more effective begging in person than I'm on <laughs> the screen. I, I really am, and I just so so you're you're right, uh, Commissioner. It really does have its uh, it's a different. But I, idea. I, I, I was not happy with it, and I, I if you decide to, to pursue this again next next year, I will. Uh, I will I will be very much there and uh, and try and avoid what 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 happened this time around. Um, uh, other bills that um, uh, were considered. Um, let, let me let me take a, a you know a few of them. On, on, a, on a personal note, uh, the uh, the electrician bill uh, passed. Uh, uh, Commissioner Wilson was communicating with me regularly, which I was very pleased. There was a very major overhaul of the the of the, um, of the uh, profession of uh, of uh, of electrician uh, in terms of bringing together some uniformity so that if electricians work in a lot of different counties and different jobs there uh, you know they can have one uniform license and uh, it did not take any of the regulatory uh, abilities of the of the local counties but it did you know uh, consolidate and make it one, one license uh, so that people can move around, and it was the product of a lot of work over about five years uh, uh, by stakeholders, and uh, finally got it done. And uh, so, respectfully, I, I know at least I made uh, Commissioner Wilson happy, uh, <laughs> with, you know, with, with that working with other people. Um, uh, uh, as you see on on the chart, and it just there was just no real effort or function on it, but the, the effort to. Further the highway distribution uh, funds, both for counties and localities. Just, uh, just in the midst of everything, and some of the overriding issues, and the uh, and and the, and the flow of the session just didn't didn't get any real uh, attention. It, uh, the bill passed the Senate, uh, Senate Bill 362, and uh, died in the House, and and just didn't didn't get any real priority. There was a. Uh, Number of other issues that were very much dominating up to the end of the session, uh, in, in that regard. Did, um, the, did
3: I thought the municipalities got back to a hundred percent in the governor's budget to, um, in terms of the HURs? And they, that. they
9: that 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 they did. Yes, they did. But the counties yes.
3: were still the, left.
9: The, yes, outside. exactly. Okay, so the exactly. municipalities are all right back to where they were. Okay. Right. All right. Uh, um, the bill that occupied an enormous amount of time. Uh, um, was of course House Bill 655, uh, introduced by a local uh, state delegate from uh, St. Mary's County, Delegate Brian Crosby. Uh, The bill was introduced without any discussion of any other legislators or notification, even though the bill affected five counties, um, um, Queen Anne's being one of those counties. Um, The bill was introduced uh, because allegedly there was uh, a discriminating, uh, uh, re- uh, redistricting, and, and drawing of lines in that county uh, and, the, and the, the bill was supposed to uh, rectify that and uh, change the at-large districts to uh, single member districts that you have to win by a plurality of the, of the votes. Uh, it was not a local bill. It affected five counties, Queen Anne's being one of them, Garrett, Washington County, theoretically, uh, uh, you know, as well. Uh, it angered in quite a number of legislators, particularly those from these counties, because there was no courtesy of knowing in advance or of respecting local courtesy or or even the notion, very respectfully, of what is a legislator from St. Mary's County having the prerogative or the or the the audacity, if I respectfully can use that word, of uh, legislating concerning another county that they're not even a member of and that they don't represent, let alone tell you in advance. So it it stirred up a lot of emotions. I spoke to several of you throughout the course of it, worked very hard and actively with uh, Delegate Ahrens and Senator Hershey. It became a uh, uh, very uncomfortable issue in the House uh, in terms of how the bill was portrayed um And uh, uh, fortunately uh, the bill was defeated in the Senate. It had a hearing. Uh, and then um, uh, Senator Hershey, uh, given his, uh, his very solid and excellent bipartisan relationship with the with the Senate president, was able to prevail working with Senator Edwards from, uh, Garrett County and, and several other legislators uh, Senator Jack Bailey from st. Mary's County the, the as you may know the county commissioners of st. Mary's were all opposed to it mm-hmm. uh, the the uh, the senator Jack Bailey and and one of the other delegates was very opposed to it it was just his one delegate and uh, it was uh, I've been around Annapolis a long time and this this really was quite a uh, it ignored all local courtesies. I mean, it threw local courtesy out the window in the House because like Delegate Aarons did an amendment to, you know, fine, they got a problem allegedly in St. Mary's <coughs> County, that's their problem. What, what are you messing around with Queen Anne's County? Take us <coughs> out of the bill. They tried taking uh, uh, Garrett County out of the bill and those those amendments, you know, of local courtesy were, were ignored overwhelmingly. But fortunately, um, uh, it did not pass. Uh, I'm not exaggerating and I'm not, he didn't he didn't even ask me to say this, but really uh, uh senator uh, Senator Hershey working very closely with the other senators they really they really stayed on it pretty incessantly they really did, and in a broad sense it did occupy toward in the last days um, you know, time and attention on, uh, like, the Sunday hunting bill. It's not the reason why. I mean, uh, the the, the chairman of the committee just doesn't like that and and some other bills, but uh, because they all were in the same committee. Um, But as you might have seen in an article that I sent around, and if not, I'll send it around again, uh, uh, an article after the session, Senator Ferguson, the, the president of the Senate, says, stalled County Election Reform Bill, likely to get a Senate vote in 2022. Doesn't say it's gonna pass, but it's gonna get a vote. So, um, in a sense, I'm glad uh, we learned that up front, and we have, and I know I have, and uh, we have uh, between now and January to really work out uh, some strategies and, and do some things. As you all know much better than I do, Queen Anne's County was in a very unique situation because uh, several years ago you had, I know it was not binding, but it was <coughs> a real. You had a, you had a referendum. And, and the voters of this county spoke, the residents, the citizens of this county spoke. Very recently, it was just a couple of years ago. It's my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, that, that in all of the, the election districts in this county, it was overwhelming you know, against the, the proposal. So it wasn't just one area of the county dominating from a vote standpoint. Uh, so one could say uh, really very strongly, hey, Queen Anne's County, you know, the voters spoke. You want to talk about democracy what have you but um so uh, you know it's for another day another occasion and i'll be very happy to come out here either formally or informally but uh, i just urge you all respectfully that uh, uh you need to, to be thinking further about this issue and talking about it uh, see if there's some way on the local level that it can be avoided or or just addressed uh, I'm not saying you, you have to, I'm just saying it's going to be back next session and uh, each session is different, uh, but I just think we should make very good use of this time uh, between now and then uh, to to address it. And as I said, I'm happy to come out, have a work session, discussion with you, whatever you want. Uh, I know it's critically important to really the fundamental uh, election process that you all have in this county. Uh, uh from that standpoint um, so that that was you know on 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 that bill um, um and then uh, lastly on, on my side I, I don't mean to take up so much of your time um I was very happy to help out I uh, spoke to your county administrator and uh, uh, talked to all the members of the board of Public works and uh, really very easily uh, on a three nothing vote uh, even uh, Uh, The Comptroller, Franchot, voted for it, uh, got the approval on the additional money and the funding of the sewer project on uh, Route 8. Uh, um, uh, Board of Public Works acted on that favorably last week, which was very important to the county. And um, uh, everyone spoke very, on the Board of Public Works spoke very, very, very supportive and very, very favorable uh, towards it. Uh, um, And, um, you know, I will be at MACO. look forward to seeing you at MAKO and, and, and uh, working with you. If there are any meetings you want me to help set up with any key legislators or, or anything relative to county business, I'll be very, very happy to do that. And I please urge you, uh, for your sakes, uh, not, not for me personally, but on the 13th of, um, of uh, October, uh, the crabs will be fatter and there'll be no humidity <laughs> as the Militaus crab feast uh, the uh, um, is it going to happen? the powers to be in Somerset County moved it from uh, July to, uh, uh, to October and uh, I would love you to be there. I have a table for you at my tent and uh, uh, there'll be, it's it'll be an election year coming up there'll be a lot of folks and a lot of good um, interaction of governmental officials and I uh, just uh, uh, mention that to you so hopefully you can put that on your calendars and, uh, and, and, and join us. Uh, for that but uh be happy to answer any questions you have or have any instructions i would just repeat because uh, i we really spent a lot of time and i believe in it so strongly i was very angered by uh house bill 655 uh, that um uh, please think and talk among yourselves and then uh, I, I really hope that uh, you then get me together with you all so that we can just you know have a really a deep dive into this and and discuss uh, possible options or remedies or strategies for next session. Um, If you you don't mind my saying that, really, it's, uh, you know, more than I, it really goes to the the essence of of this very fine body and you all deciding, you know, how you're going to govern yourselves and not having St. Mary's County uh, or the state legislature tell you how to do it.
4: But I think the good thing I think the good thing is even if it does come out of session and does pass next year, it doesn't affect our, our election process next year. It's I, if I understand that, It's four I'm, years later. I would hope so. In other words in other words, this this session so this election cycle next year won't certainly won't be affected uh, by
9: six fifty. I would hope so and I and I've I've thought of that. I would hope that, but yeah. Uh, they're not trying to scare anyone or what have it, but they, there could be a provision in the bill which was not, you know, in this one, uh, to make it applicable uh, to this to, to this election.
7: Well, then that would be a a, a legal license. challenge to the, to the voter bill, voter rights. You know? I mean, because you're you're telling somebody when a, a law
9: comes into enacted, what uh, July one, or, what? No, no, it could How's be an emergency, emergency bill uh, okay. that could be passed and presented to the governor during the session and the governor would ha- only have six days to either sign it or veto it, if he vetoed it, then uh, they're still in session. Yeah, right they that. could override that veto. Right. Um, then it would
4: affect this next election, next if, year's election so, cycle.
9: I'll, I'll do some more research on that. But <laughs> but if they put a provision as to its application, because the filing deadline... February 25th. Filing deadline is February, okay? Um, I, I mean, I think timing would, would, be, would be with us. Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know when you all are going to get your, your census data, you know, to, to, uh, to, to actually be able to, to have official data to, to do something like that, uh, but uh, I wouldn't, uh, I mean, I'm going to check into that further. Uh, we, we, we talked about that uh, uh, during this whole last session, but there, there could be possibly provisions that would try to make it applicable right away um mm-hmm. I think I think the the sponsor would want to do that uh, because uh, uh, you know he he's trying to get himself reelected. And he's trying to give himself an issue in St. Mary's County that'll help him get elected. but uh, I will check further into that because uh, that is a very material point commissioner that that really is. Uh, you think there's going to be a cross filing on it next time?
2: Excuse me, do you think there'll be a cross filing from the Senate side next time? Um,
9: no. And see, no, that's because the uh, uh, Senator it. Bailey, who's the senator from, from St. Mary's, mm-hmm. is, is not going to do it. Uh, the the um, the other senators, you know, affected by this, are not going to introduce it. And yes, you could have it, but the notion of a senator or any legislator not within the district, you know, not <coughs> not Maybe representing. It, right. uh, what is it? Five uh, counties? And, Was it You know, five any or six? county that's that's affected by this, uh, yes, they can introduce it. You can't stop them. They have that prerogative, but. Right. Um, but I mean, just, that's actually how it got through this year, Bruce. I mean, it, it me? well, it went through the
3: House. and well, then the Senate decided to pick it up, which this thing took a trajectory that most bills never take. Oh, there's no
9: question, and it ignored local courtesy. Right, over that's the what house. I'm
3: saying. You never see a bill that goes out of the House without a cross-filing or something, be, and then all of a sudden it's picked up in the 11th hour to say, oh yeah, okay, we're going to take this bill up, and we're not only going to take it up, but we're going to push it to the forefront to make sure we get it heard in committee. We, you know, and They he really it,
9: pushed it. And, and he made it, uh, Delegate Crosby made it a statewide bill, a statewide, right. Bill, right. not a local bill, because he couldn't get the local delegation to support it. The Senator was against it, and the other two delegates were against it. so. Uh, you know, just like you know, here you you need the okay to have a local bill introduced. Uh, you 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 need you need a, the procedures. You need a vote of the local delegation, and you couldn't get that, so he had to make it statewide. But if a legislator, not in a county affected by this, put it in, I mean that. Uh, well, I think that, what we learned this year is never say uh, never. And I was going to say for it, um, right, yeah. just to make sure. Respectfully, I don't I don't think we're done talking about this uh, and dealing I with it, right. and I'm... Um, I will, I'll do some research on that point, uh, and uh, then I will be at your, I will be at your, uh, your availability. I well, really will. Perfect. Okay, so here, my turn.
7: We had four alcohol bills. You didn't mention any of the alcohol bills. Yes, which, which ones passed, which ones did not pass? We had the, um, I think one was for- um, Churches? Churches?
9: Churches and places of worship? Uh, the, the ones that passed were the uh, churches. Okay, places the places of worship? The, uh, the unannounced. Uh, visits, uh, inspections? In, in, in inspectors. So th- th- those are the two. The House bills and the Senate bills of those two passed. Okay, so both those had House bills and both those had Senate bills. And right, both and they passed. passed. they passed. And the two that did not pass? The two that did not pass are, just give me a moment please. Um, is the um, uh, the license application exceptions um, and um, the, um
7: the the big one the, um
3: the, the being able to get the yeah. out, out of, out of yeah, the uh, right. chain or the chain chain, chain restaurants, restaurants right. whatever
7: right yeah. the, the, the four licenses
3: or the three licenses chain. right, right. Do
4: you know the bill number?
7: No, I don't have it with me. But chain restaurants. So, but uh, need, was a license in the chain restaurant cross filed? Um, no. Okay. So it was filed
3: on the house side, not the or outside.
9: Senate. House side.
7: House side. Yeah, they were. They were, they were both. Filed. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I tell you, to me, it was a, a dismal session for Queen Anne's County, to say the least. I mean. You know the, the Sunday hunting you you're right I mean, there was no courtesy whatsoever to a local bill. we
9: tried very hard on that and, and I'm, I'm oh don't
7: don't take this okay. I'm talking about Annapolis. this is the atmosphere in Annapolis yeah. I, you know yeah. so you know these these bills that we didn't get passed were all local bills I mean we, we were right. just trying to take care of business in Queen Annes County, the Bay Bridge one for the stiffer penalties I think mDA MDTA supported that, but they just didn't know how we could get that through in in language that people could agree to because nobody nobody wanted to agree to put somebody in jail for three years for climbing up on the bay bridge with with you know to the highest point and endangering the lives of you know your your fire and and your emergency services so you know and that's what i can't get my head wrapped around um you know the fishing bill again it's a safety issue and you know we couldn't get these passed You know, I I testified on both House Bill 65 and the Senate side. And, you know, that Mr. Crosby is a, a, how can I put this politely, he's one that when you flush doesn't go down. And I'm telling you, if anybody, I'm pretty sure, Bruce, you can go back and you can find where those testimonies are. Don't they record those? And, and oh, everything's recorded, yes. You yes, need sir. to watch the, the testimony those on hearings. Those two hearings,
9: times. and I watched them. I I, watched I them. testified in both, and you're right, them.
7: just like that, that we had a, a straw poll, and the citizens of Queen Anne's County voted that down. And, and for the them to come at us now, and, 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 I, and I really got a little irate on the Senate side because one of the senators came up and he said, you know, when I open up and look at the five counties that vote at large, I see a bunch of old white men quote unquote. So I mean you know these are the times we live in and and this is it's very disturbing to hear someone make a comment like that and I said to him back I said look at am I'm sorry if Queen Anne's County is 90 or 92 percent white I mean that's we're not moving anybody out we we had an African-American three set of commissioners ago Courtney Billups an attorney I said we had a female three times you know uh, cycles before so you know how does that play into this I mean it makes no sense so you know there. but their response was there's no persons of color that sit in on your board and I'm like they're not running they're not running I mean you know so this bill is gonna get jammed down our throat without a doubt it's gonna pass next year no ifs ands and buts there's there's a new sheriff in town in Annapolis and he's not Republican and he doesn't like Republicans so this bill may have got stuck in the drawer but it cost us probably these other bills and, you know, I, I, I'm a little perplexed at it. And, and, and it worries me when even our liquor bills can't get passed. I mean, that to me is, is alarming. So I, I don't know what else I can say. Uh, I'm, I'm disappointed, not in, in your effort, Bruce. I know that you're up there every day pounding the, the hallways up there. But, you know, I just think that it, we're, we're going to have an uphill battle from here on out. I think climate across this nation has changed. And, you know, we, you're right. You said it earlier. You know,
9: if I got to beg, I want to beg in person. I'm not uh, contradicting or arguing with you. I'm not going to uh, uh, accept that 665 is going to be rammed down your throats next time around. I think we, we have some time. We can use it very valuably. Mm-hmm. That's why I ask you all to at least talk among yourselves initially and then let's have a, a discussion session. I'm happy to come out here. i love well, to- But we oppose you know. it. No offense no, but, and buts. But maybe there's some other things. I, I, there are none that I'm sitting here that I can convey to you, but right. maybe there are some other things that can be done uh, to perhaps uh, uh, prevent it. Uh, we used a lot of stalling tactics on this uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, last time around. Right. And and th- 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 you know every session is very different. It's gonna be an election year session. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, uh, I mean it's uh I just I'm not just saying it to say it, but I, I take each one individually. I don't give up and uh you, you hopefully can learn from, from the last experience and maybe come up with some strategies. I know I'm gonna be talking to people mm-hmm. uh even from the other counties and stuff like that and, 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 and see what can be done. But uh are de- are defeating that and really your 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 delegate and your senator, your resident uh uh working as hard and as effectively they did, was, was a huge victory. It really was. Uh, because, I mean, you had, and, and, and if I'm taking too much time, just tell me Go that, ahead. you know. I mean, on that bill, I mean, it had such overtones. Did mm-hmm. you know, on that bill, uh, Ray Lewis, and I'm, I'm a Redskins fan, okay, but Ray Lewis did a video that was, you know, on 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 on, uh, on on Facebook and stuff like that, in support of this bill. Yeah. And and the speaker, respectfully, which is her prerogative, but the speaker also did a video, you know, urging and lobbying the, the, the passage of this thing. So, so. Well, and I think it, that's why it, Bill Ferguson wrote the, the letter,
7: the op-ed there. I think he he let it be known, next year it will get a vote. So.
9: It's going to get a vote. Doesn't mean it's going to pass. And, and I, I, I understand. I'm, I'm fight the good fight. I'm uh, yeah. you know every 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 day's different. Every session is different, and I, I uh, hopefully hopefully we can do something, and I will check into that into that other matter, uh, maybe uh, to to clarify and make sure that uh, the bill does not apply to the to the next election, which is you know right there. I mean uh, uh, you have to have orderly elections, but um, I mean all rules of decorum and precedent were thrown out the window on this bill as i said the notion of uh, uh, two delegates getting up and moving their counties out of the bill when it doesn't even affect them Mm -hmm. being rejected Uh, local bills in the house floor just have never been treated that way it just seems to it seems to.
4: to me that if that piece of legislation does pass in next year's session let's just say it does pass yeah you're gonna i mean you've already got candidates that that are, are planning within the next couple of months to file for a re-election. That's correct. Um, or or, can it, or candidates who are going to file for a seat. Um, what what are they going to have to do? Refile? If you know if it if, if it does come into play in this next election cycle next year, are they going to have to refile? I mean, are you going to oh, automatically? Okay. Gonna that, run that's the side.
7: Room? That's the side issue with it. I mean, the issue is it's that someone that doesn't like something in another county can force something upon. Oh sure. The county has nothing to do with them. And, and that's the part that's, that's very alarming. I mean, in, in one of the comments, they talked about it and they said, look, you know, uh, I think their, their argument for St. Mary's is Leonardtown is 40% African American. Okay, you know, that's fine. They have districts there. That nobody can get elected. I, I, I can't answer to their problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I, I don't know. You know, I said to them, I said, well, so what's next? Okay, you, you, you enact this and it doesn't get you the results that you're looking for. You're looking for more African Americans seated in, in, in positions of, you know, elected officials. If that doesn't happen, what, what are you going to do next? Are you going to redo the districts in the counties? You're going to redraw the lines? I mean, not what you did when it came to the congressional seats. You redrew the lines, and we're down to one Republican left, you know? So, I mean, I, that's what worries me, is if, if this goes,
9: what's next? So, well, the same principle, allegedly, of this bill, not allegedly, but the same principle proposed of this bill, that only through single member can you really reflect, you know, the voter base and, and give people an opportunity? Mm-hmm. It, it would apply to to the members of the House of Delegates mm-hmm. that you know th- those legislative districts where you don't have single-member districts in those legislative districts where they three run at large. Well, that's no different than that area is no different than than, than Queen Anne's County, right. where right. where you, you run at large. I mean. If you're looking at principals, but the House of Delegates was not, you know, in this bill. They put in the school board yeah. from Montgomery County. You know, they got that in, you know, because, you know, because of that situation. But the uh, the the alleged premise of the by the sponsor of the bill, you know, for this is is just not. It either should apply to, to everything, or, or or not. And right. and there are there are other elections where it would not be applicable. And right. uh, uh, all, all that has to really brought to, be brought to light. But,
7: you know, one way to, to, to avoid it, you could change the charter and just say, we're going to be- elect five individuals at large for the county. No districts. You, you- Five at large, and, and there you go.
3: But, but again, so, so what you do there is then you turn it into why they have districts in Queen Anne's County because then all five get elected from the Stevensville, Chester sure. populated areas. There's no representation at all up north. There's no representation right. Right, right here in the county seat in Centerville. That's why we are the way that's, we are, that's and that's what why people did, don't yeah. understand. And, and, and I want to add on to so. Uh, One of my fellow colleagues from MACO on the board of directors, Ruben, who's in Charles County, he Mm -hmm. wrote a great um, op-ed, African-American wrote a great op-ed about this and he he said, this does not change governance because then you still may have a silent voice there, is because it may not be the voice of the people. And I agree. I can't agree with that more. I mean, um, yes, if you get elected by district, that's great. Okay, your district loves you, but you got to work with the other districts and, in our case, an at-large commissioner to get things done because it takes three people in this room to get anything done. And a lot of people don't understand that side of the governance of how this works. If you're just a, you're out there on an island and nobody else in this room likes you and you can't get along with anybody else in this room, you're still not representing your district very well because you're not helping. You're not getting anything done for your district at that point. So it's much better when you have uh, five people. White, black, green, yellow, male, female—I don't care. Martians—they get get along and get things done, and that—and that's what good governance is. It's governing from the middle, not from the fringes on the left or the fringes on the right. It's coming together some, to some find some of
9: these structures to are to avoid brokulism, right? Exactly. You know, and and one part of, of whatever the jurisdiction is getting more attention or what have you than, than, than the others. So it
3: would be bad reason. for Queen Anne's County's government you know, if, if they did that. Uh, I
2: and think you the way all we do it right here up. makes sense for us. I mean, you know, I'll come up and go to Venturi in Southernersville. Those are my voters right. as well. And right. if we get out there, we see everybody in the whole county. And that everybody in the county's interests are represented.
3: Well, and it raises your awareness, to the issues to get that thir- those other two votes here when yeah. we sit down. Because if you didn't have to go to Sellersville and look at an issue that's up there, and, and but I'm coming here to that's champion that all- issue, and I can't get two more of you guys to come look at the issues so that you can side with me and say oh you know what we do need to address this what go- i'm an island yeah, i'm not, an island unto myself yeah. right and so all the squeaky wheels that may be on kent island or chester or the more populated areas they're going to get greased first and, uh, and the other areas are going to be left out because it does take a collaboration of at least three people to get something done
9: and as i said you you all are in a unique situation respectfully in that your 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 constituents your your citizens spoke on this issue directly just recently mm-hmm. So you, you do have something to, you know, if you want to, if you believe it, you know, by the people, everyone has a vote and a voice. Everyone had that in the referendum. Everyone had one vote. And as I was told by others, uh, in every le- election district that you have in the, in the county, it was unanimously, you know, rejected as a proposal. So uh, we'll... we'll
2: uh, we, could, we can we'll
9: talk more on that. We can yeah, talk for I'm, our... I'm, Jim, do you have any other... Nope. I just right. want to stress I make myself available yeah. to you.
4: Bruce, thank you. Thank have you thank very much. You. Bruce?
9: Anything? Thank you. Thank you, Bruce. Have a good much. night, and uh, again, thank you very much for letting me represent the county. Thank you.
4: I will see you in makeup. Uh, I'll hopefully I'll see you before makeup. Hopefully
9: <laughs> I'll see you before makeup, but I'll see you there. Yes, All right. Thank you, good night, good night. All right. Thank you, Bruce.
0: Good to see you, as always. <clears throat> Okay, commissioners, that is all we have for presentations this evening. We can turn to uh, tab number seven, I believe, for legislation. We have, uh, we have two county ordinances that can be introduced this evening. To, to schedule two public hearings. Right, this is just introducing them, then there'll be a public hearing. There's no vote on them today. Yeah, the first one is uh, County Ordinance 21 02. Um, major and minor multifamily dwellings and non-residential height requirements in the urban commercial UC zoning district in Queen Anne's County. I'll introduce it. Commissioner Moran. Okay. And the second one is County Ordinance 2103, self-storage uses in the town center, TC zoning district in Queen Anne's County. I'll introduce that too. Whatever happened to the solar one? It is, uh, it wasn't ready. F- Planning Commission is still working on a few things. It'll come up probably next meeting. Okay, yeah. okay. I knew there was three when yeah. I said. There, there was three, yes. Commission. These are all citizen sponsored text amendments, right. by the way, yes. And,
2: and just so people understand, there's 10 days in February where citizens can submit citizen sponsored text amendments. We send it over to Planning Commission, they vote. It comes back to us, it gets introduced. Introducing is not enacting the law. It's not voting for it. It's saying, we're gonna have a hearing on it. And those who are for or against can come and every time here. this is this is because I've been reading some things that people are misconstruing what's going on. This is open government. This is transparency. This yeah. is Excellent. the process. So these both these ordinances will be advertised. Um, it's probably going to be in June, would be my guess, when we have a hearing on them. So come out if you like it or if you don't like it, and you can zoom in or you can come in person and let us know um, your position on that. But this is this is how open government
0: works. Exactly. Sure, thank you. Uh, that's all we have for legislation, so we can go to press and public comment. No virtual comments.
4: Anybody
2: okay. sign up? Well, there's
8: nobody out there. So. come on, you sat here you sat that's
7: here all that long listening to us. What did you come for? Did you was, did you thought we were gonna talk about something or hear
8: about the the legislation the first
7: one?
2: Okay. Oh the
8: twenty one oh two? Okay. okay about the um, bill, um, and I don't, we didn't, I
7: didn't hear what the bill the, the state Mary's felt, felt like it tried to pass. That, that's a bill to to, and to force the five counties, the remaining five counties in the state of Maryland that vote at large. I mean, everybody in the county gets to vote for all five commissioners. It's a bill that says you get to vote for your commissioner in your district and the at large. And that's it. So, you, that's wherever it. you live, you'd vote for two people. Me being the at-large and whatever district you live in, that's who you vote for. And then the rest you can't vote for. I'm
8: fairly new, like, the last few years to the county. So, we, right now we vote for all of them. Yes. Correct.
2: yes ma'am. Correct. That's right. And that would seek to change that. So, you would only get two commissioners that you voted for. Right.
7: And
8: one guy in St. Mary's wants to do
7: this Well, Well, he's, he's a delegate and he can't get the support from the St. Mary's commissioners, the St. Mary's senators, or the other two delegates. That's why it's not a local law. So he introduced it in Annapolis as a state law, and then it, now when he does that, it affects everybody in the state that votes that way, and that's what that law is. It takes on a and whole it,
3: different it, image when it goes as a statewide bill because now so it never it, unintended consequences that come with it. Right. So it
7: never it never got out of the drawer for a vote in the Senate, but this, this year, correct, and it's over. But the Senate leader said next year, if the bill is there, it will get a vote. So that is coming righty.
4: all right,
2: cool. all right well that close press about comment again mm-hmm. commissioner uh, Wilson round table round table,
1: round table. <laughs> <Choked>. <laughs> <laughs> um we are in the middle of uh vaccinating the public as the public is aware, and unfortunately, the pace of vaccination is beginning to slow and if we can keep it up we will sooner get our masks off and this thing behind us so i think i joined my fellow commissioners in hope that anyone who feels they can get a vaccination will do so because it will be to the benefit of the entire county that's it okay
7: i agree to yeah? you, i agree to you, steve uh, you know the sooner it, if, you, if you haven't gotten the shot get the shot the sooner we get the more the most people we can humanly get vaccinated the sooner we'll be done with this because uh i'm done with it now so that's all i got
4: all right uh commissioner dumidale um i really don't have anything specific um just glad that we're you know reached um the light at the end of the tunnel as far as our budget i think i do want to and, and i'll probably get a chance to do this in the next couple weeks, but I do want to commend staff and our various department heads and directors uh, for working closely with our county administrator to come in with a budget that's certainly manageable and uh, and and it wasn't a monumental task as commissioners because they did uh, set a good foundation um, for what was pre- presented to us uh, to discuss and, and, and make a decision on. So again, kudos to our county administrator and and our finance department, um, and our directors and supervisors of their departments.
0: Thank you, Commissioner.
4: Appreciate that very much.
0: Commissioner Wilson.
4: All right, Um, so I
3: do wanna kind of follow up on uh, Commissioner Corcorino brought up about the um, processes and and transparency here in government. And I think that's one thing that we've always tried to maintain is is how we conduct ourselves in terms of things that are brought before us. trying to vet things, you know, get as much information as you can. Are we always going to be right? Absolutely not. If, if, if that was the case, we wouldn't be sitting here as commissioners if we were always right. Um, so I encourage people that aren't familiar with the processes to reach out to us individually um, or reach out to uh, our office. They're more than happy to explain a lot of the stuff that we do, um, i.e. tonight introducing an ordinance for a hearing. I think that's the best, pro- if, if you were an individual and you had something you wanted to bring forward in the county as an ordinance, you would certainly want to be heard by us and be vetted through the uh, open process with your peers here in the county, <laughs> fellow citizens. So, I, you know, I, I, I encourage that no matter what comes before us, even if I don't have a personally good feeling about an ordinance, at, even when it's introduced, I still want to hear the facts on both sides because I think that's the fairest way to conduct government and, you know, be open and honest about what's being brought before us. So enough said on that. Um, I guess we got some encouraging news this week, uh, or maybe the end of last week, in terms of, uh... infrastructure money here spent in the state specifically for broadband i believe the numbers in the the three hundred million i think it's three hundred million that the state is earmarking for broadband deployment here in maryland um, and i've talked to uh... A county administrator mon about this to some extent that my fear is that this money will wind up in the hands of the those that don't need it and by that i mean the counties that already have uh you know, served areas that are served at a higher level than is maybe necessary. I don't want to say necessary because some people have different needs, but at a higher level than our people that have absolutely nothing. So my hope is that the state is fair in this process. Um, It kind of changes my mind in terms of the other CARES money we talked about, uh, you know, holding aside for the broadband, if this money is available. I'd like to know more details. And the reason I say that is if we do put money aside and it's going to require money to... Uh, get more money. Um, if we have to come up with their 60-40 grants or 70-30 grants or whatever the case may be I still think we should have a little bit of money sitting there to be able to pull that money in from the state level and utilize it here locally because I think we're at a turning point here in the county um, and, and via the, the Broadband Advisory Commission some of their talks they've done a great job to date and we're really lined up to get Queen Anne's County served and and pretty much 100% within the next five years, which would be phenomenal for all our citizens. And When I say served, I'm talking high-speed broadband, I'm not talking myFi's. I'm not talking using your cell phone. I'm talking for the most part in the unserved areas right now, fiber is the way it's going. So, you know, and then to overbuild some of our existing areas, but, you know, my fear always been because it happened. History can repeat itself if you don't learn from it, and it happened when they did this original study for broadband that ended in 2014. Federal government put 600 million (coughs) dollars or whatever the god awful number was into it, and all they did was go in and overbuild the larger concentrated areas and left all the rural areas, unserved areas, where they are, and that's why we are where we are today. Because that money was part of a rural (coughs) broadband act, and it absolutely went nowhere to the rural areas. It went in to the pockets of the big money guys in in Verizon and, and. Comcast and all those guys to go in and build out existing areas. So to me, it's almost criminal, but who's going to prosecute them at this point? You know. So again, that's encouraging news. And, and we just, I think we have to r- do whatever we have to do, whether it's writing letters, reaching out, and enc- encourage the state to make it an equal share across the board, for, especially for us rural counties that are in you know, desperate need. And I think COVID brought it to light. So
1: for that connectivity, sure. Yeah, absolutely. So. A question, sir Is yes. there any language in any of this for? upgrading uh, substandard but served areas because one of the problems a lot of our citizens kick about is that you know they've got service but it's not
3: yeah and I think that's a long term that was a long term goal to the broadband advisory commission you know obviously their first goal walking in day one was to try and get our unserved areas but the other the goal within their top three goals is also to make sure not to forget the areas that are served now where the infrastructure is going to deteriorate. I mean, we have a lot of areas in the county that are still well, served by coax slow. cable. Yeah. And it's, well, because of what it's served by. So yeah. fiber, can only, fiber can push to extreme speeds, but if you get down there and you have coax, you have a choke point there. So you're never going to get those speeds to the home. So I think it's important... Not only to upgrade the medium that you're transmitting it on, but also the equipment transmitting and that's one of the things in a lot of these areas, there's older equipment still transmitting. So again, yes, the the money should be spread out equally, whether it's 30% is going towards upgrading existing served areas and 70% is making sure we're deploying in unserved areas i mean i don't know what that balance is but yes that balance has got to be maintained because otherwise we're just going to flip the script and five years from now the served areas are going to be behind what we're considering the unserved now in terms of service so we've got to make sure we keep that balance going Uh, and our and and our broadband advisory commission has done a great job of putting that in perspective the the report we got done for the countywide stuff i think did a great job of highlighting that so we have a blueprint that we can follow future commissions can follow and we should hopefully never get into a situation, you know, where we've been and, honestly, probably 85% of the country still sits in terms of, you know, where's that connectivity coming from and when is it getting there. Sure. So, that's it.
2: All right. Um, just to sort of build on something that uh, Commissioner Wilson said about sort of transparency, um, we hear a lot of people say, oh, the commissioners, there they go again. They didn't advertise it or there's this backdoor deal or something like that. Um, we have press releases uh the meeting minutes are published on the website uh, we have qac tv does programs we do interviews sometimes for qac tv we do interviews for the local newspaper you can sign up for alerts on the county website and you'll get the email blast straight to you and what happens You can watch these commissioner meetings live. You can watch them on Facebook if you miss them. Uh, They're available as a podcast. So if you drive, you can download and listen to commissioner meetings. That's not exciting, but it's there. (laughs) Planning commission meetings are also available like that. Um, So we have Facebook pages for for all the different departments and the information is pumped out that way. We don't do skywriting, but we pump out the information in a lot of different ways. And so, I sort of take it sometimes personally when I, when I see these things about, you know, these allegations back from dealing. We have trying to be as transparent as possible in everything. Um, so um, if you go through and you see that what we're publishing with the minutes and the agendas, you're going to see all these things are there. They are out there. And I get you don't have time to maybe scour through everything. Um, if there was a, a, you know, an easier way, other than all the resources I just mentioned, you know, suggest it. Um, If there's more we can do, we're always at. I mean, when this group started, we added the podcast. So we're always trying to create more ways to get the information out there. Um, You can also call us. And, you know, I I think if anybody's called a commissioner, they probably have been surprised that, you know, they get a call back. You know, that we all try our best to do that. If you don't get a call back, call us again because we must have missed the call because I'm sure that everybody here does their best to get back. Or, you know, call the office and say that. No good commissioner hasn't called me back yet, and they'll shoot us an email and say, "Do your job and call this person back." So we're trying to get the information out to you as many ways as possible. It's there. Um, if we can find other ways to streamline it, well, suggest
3: to it. Your, to your point, too, Chris is again. There's five of us, and we don't represent any. We represent the county. So if you can't At get a on hold right. of us, you can get a hold of
2: any one of the five of us, and you're going to get. So no matter where you live, call Jack. My phone's on 24-7. He'll have to respond to you. Um, And then another issue is, so I mentioned earlier, if you live in Cloverfields, um, there's issues with drainage that have been brought our attention, and DPW and other agencies have been um, looking at the issue. The investigation's been ongoing. We're having a virtual town hall tomorrow. You can watch it on uh, the QAC-TV Facebook page uh, if you live in Cloverfields and you're on the Cloverfields Facebook page, there's also information there about how to access by Zoom if you want to uh, ask questions. Um, if you can't watch tomorrow, it'll be a replay that you can see, but the DPW has put together a presentation to sort of explain the history of drainage in Cloverfields back to when it was a farm. Um, they've invest, we've, we've received emails that we requested the public to give us with their questions about is this causing it or is that causing it and DPW has investigated those issues so we'll be able to provide some information um, about some of the theories that people have um, and explain some of the things that can be done to mitigate the issue um, if you're looking for someone to solve the issue of drainage I'm sorry you live on Kent Island and it floods everywhere on Kent Island it's low-lying clay soil with nowhere for the water to go um, so we're looking at ways to to mitigate but it will continue to be an issue. If you live on Kent Island, I'll show you my backyard. I live on can- that's the other thing I've heard people say the commissioners need to live in the districts that they <laughs> represent. Um, four of us live in the district we were elected for, and then there's the at-large. So we live in all areas of the County and we travel to all areas of the County and we listen to everybody. Um, so I'm a district four. I do live on Kent Island. I do sit in the traffic in the summertime and <laughs> my backyard floods as well. Um, when we get rainstorms, so I I truly experience the issues that you're talking about, and they are things that all of us care about, and we can't wave a wand and fix everything, but we do our best. Um, With that, I'll entertain a motion to adjourn. So moved. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Aye.